Good evening, world. This is the podcast Sassafras, and your host, that's Laura Cattell. Thank you, thank you so much for being here. Today we're going to continue our breakdown of the Law of Attraction and some of the things that the book was missing to really help you um, get more out of what it is that you're trying to manifest, how to uh, correct your mindset, um, and generally just information that I think people need to know. Today we're going to continue off of page 17. I'm going to start at the top. We're going to do our two-minute brain break towards the end. Yesterday we went over how we're thinking all the time. It's a natural byproduct, just like breathing, just like your heart beating, just like your circulatory system going. Your brain thinks. That's its job. That's what it does. Um, but you are not your thoughts, contrary to what most people actually end up believing. Now, if you aren't paying attention to your thoughts and you just let them run, then yeah, it's very easy to think that you are your thoughts. But if you actually pause and observe your thoughts, you end up realizing that if you are your thoughts, then you cannot also simultaneously be observing them. You are not your thoughts. Thoughts are a byproduct of being human. It's doing it automatically all the time, just like breathing, just like your heart beating, and all the other normal body functions. So, about the only time that doesn't actively what we consider think is when you're sleeping, and that's when it's doing what I lovingly refer to as its defrag. It's taking all of the information that you've taken in during the day, it's dumping what it doesn't need into a um, junk file, way, way back in your memory. It's siphoning off other important things that you need to remember when you wake up and everything else into different file folders so that when you wake up, you're not crazy. No joke. Um, they've done many, many experiments by now of on sleep deprivation, and it's really, really, really bad. All right, You need sleep. Your mind, your brain needs to go into sleep. All right. Otherwise, it doesn't do that process. It doesn't do it when you're consciously awake. It only does it when you're sleeping. So, before we get any further, I'm taking this moment to do my shout-out to the restaurant industry. Guys, lost another one today. He, uh, he was just getting ready to open back up again. And I don't know what state he was from. But the governor stepped in and said, nope, we got to shut down again. You guys can't open for business. And he had just spent the rest of his savings to open it up, and he just couldn't take it anymore, and he killed himself. I don't... No. No, no. No more lockdowns. I can't wait to get to Florida. This is... This is unhealthy. Just unhealthy. So restaurant employees, wherever it is that you are and whatever it is that you do and or currently are prevented from doing. I know this probably sounds cliche. Keep your chin up. Keep your strength up. Keep your mental focus up. Hell, play Call of Duty until you can't focus anymore. Take a walk outside. So long as it's safe. Do something, please. We look forward to seeing you again.
We want to see you again. And I promise, I don't care how desperate it seems right now, nothing bad ever lasts forever. It doesn't. It does does take whew, a lot of mental fortitude. But I promise, please hold on. It won't be forever. We're going to go back and you're going to see the biggest upswell of people going out enjoying eating they won't have their phones out they'll be looking around the restaurant and just enjoying people's company they'll probably sit there and order more food just for the ability to sit out and enjoy something that's not their house that day is coming i promise you please please hold on i hate seeing posts like this i understand why i'm seeing posts like this but man please reach out before you get to that point Please reach out. Okay. So, today, we are going back over the Law of Attraction. And, like I said, a recap of yesterday, we were going over how our brains think all the time. And I'm going to re-repeat that our brains are hardwired for survival, not happiness. So, it's really important to make sure that you consciously sit down and do some positive thinking because our brains naturally are looking for and pay more attention to and therefore higher in the priority matrix negative information you you have to consciously put in positive information until you reprogram that priority matrix enough that it starts seeking out positive information naturally and that's really difficult to get around that survival portion of the brain it really takes a concerted and consistent effort so starting today we're going over and this is the top of page 17 what you think about the most or focused on the most is what will appear in your life like all laws of nature there is utter perfection in this law you create your life whatever it is you sow you reap your thoughts are seeds, and the harvest you reap will depend on the seeds that you plant. If you are complaining, the law of attraction will powerfully bring into your life more situations for you to complain about. Really wish I could get my kids to understand that. Same thing with my husband. I'm still trying, though. If you are listening to someone else complain and focusing on that, sympathizing with them, agreeing with them, in that moment, you are attracting more situations to yourself to complain about. I'm going to insert here. This is where we get the idea of toxic behavior from other people. Do you ever get around that one friend that you have and all they do is complain? And after a few minutes, you're like, okay, come on, this is, this stop. Or you find yourself sympathizing with them and then when you walk away from the conversation, you end up feeling more down and dopey and mopey than when you started the conversation, right? That's because you've allowed yourself to let their complaining imprint upon your energy and now in your head you're complaining, right? But we can tell. If you've ever, I know everybody's got that one friend. Everybody's got that one friend. They love them dearly, but they can't stop complaining to save their lives. And then they wonder why they never have stuff to not complain about. They always do it. 
So, alright, this, this is why that happens, alright? So, go back, going back. The law is simply reflecting and giving back to you exactly what you are focusing on with your thoughts. With this powerful knowledge, you can completely change every circumstance and event in your life by changing the way you think. Insert by Bill Harris. If uh, nobody knows who Bill Harris is, I actually bought one of his uh, early CD packages. He is the teacher and founder of what is called the Centerpoint Research Institute. You can buy from them custom CDs where you can pro where you can program in your voice affirmations you want to use, and they will put them in a specialized type of CD format. I'm sure by now it's a downloadable format. Um, and what it does is it, on both sides and in front, it's really, really neat. If you ever get the chance, go look up Centerpoint Research Institute. They have a lot of neat products. I mean, that was back in the early 2000s. I can't imagine what they've got now. I haven't looked in a while. I probably should. Anyways, insert by Bill Harris. I had a student named Robert who was taking an online course I have, part of which entails access to me, email access to me. Robert was gay. He outlined all of the grim realities of his life in his emails to me. In his job, his co-workers ganged up on him. It was constantly stressful because of how nasty they were to him. When he walked down the street, he was accosted by homophobic people who wanted to abuse him in some way. He wanted to become a stand-up comedian. And when he did a stand-up comedy job, everybody heckled him about being gay. His whole life was one of unhappiness and misery, and it all focused around being attacked because he was gay. I began to teach him that he was focusing on what he did not want. I directed him back to his email that he sent me and said, read it again. Look at all the things you do not want that you're telling me about. I can tell you're very passionate about this, and when you focus on something with a lot of passion, it makes things happen even faster. And there's more to the insert, but I'm going to take a bar um, insert my own, own two thoughts here. Uh, the reason why is because you're attaching an even more heightened emotional state to that which it is that you're focusing on. Um, you can look up uh, Eckhart Tolle. Uh, you can as, uh, look up Don Tony Robbins. Um, some of the really big... Uh, Marissa Peer. When you attach a really high emotional whatever, right? It really locks it in. It locks it in even more, right? For the same reason why if you have a traumatic event in your life... It's, it brings it back up in other areas because the emotional attachment is so strong, it bleeds over into other places in your life. Similarly, let's say you are super passionate about something in a positive way, then you'll start finding more avenues to go do the thing that you're passionate about, and they'll just pop out of nowhere. Because you're so passionate about it, it's a higher heightened emotional state that gets attached to it. So, let me get back to his insert. So, when you focus on something with a lot of passion, it makes it happen even faster. 
Then he started taking this thing about focusing on what you want to heart. And he began really trying it. What happened within the next six to eight weeks was an absolute miracle. All the people in his office who had been harassing him earlier either transferred to another department, quit working at the company, or started completely leaving him alone. He began to love his job. When he walked down the street, nobody harassed him anymore. They just weren't there. When he did his stand-up comedy routines, he started getting standing ovations, and nobody was heckling him. His whole life changed, because he changed from focusing on what he did not want, what he was afraid of, what he wanted to avoid, to instead focusing on what he did want. Okay, that's, that's a real-world example. I remember that email back from the early 2000s. He uses that email in almost every, all the promotional material that I remember way back then. Okay, that's one really good example of what happens when you focus on the things that you don't want versus the things that you do want. And like I said, it's really, really, really easy, all right, to focus on the things that you don't want because our minds are naturally drawn to negative information to try and keep us out of danger. All right, your subconscious's entire job is to keep you out of danger. All right, when you as a child put your hand on something hot and you go, ow, your subconscious records that. And then later in your life, you never put your hand on something hot again because you recognize that that could cause you pain. It does it in every area. Alright, if you interpret something as dangerous, like relationships, alright, this is one of the reasons why kids of divorced parents have such a hard time developing healthy relationships as they get older. Um, I forget who I heard this from, but... Um, there's only like three things that you need in your childhood to make it to adulthood in relatively decent form. Not be evicted from your home. Mom and dad are steady, you know, and there's no abuse. And finish high school. That's it. That's it. All right. But kids of divorce, right? That's the first relationship that they ever put their complete love and trust into. And from a child's perspective, when that breaks up, no matter what the parents say, they still feel somewhat responsible until they get older and they can look back at the stuff and take an adult perspective of it. But by the time they become an adult, the negative subconscious programming has become ingrained and they don't exactly remember why it is that they have that thing. They can guess, but they don't remember exactly which one or why. All right, it's that st that's one that is a statistical reality, unfortunately. Kids of divorced parents have a much, much harder time developing healthy relationships. And one of the reasons why is because when they were younger and their parents divorced, that imprinted on their subconscious that relationships are dangerous. Relationships don't last. People that love each other lie. People that love each other don't mean it. And so they take that and they go into their relationships with that negative expectation. They expect it to fail. And so, presto changeo, guess what? It fails. And then when it fails, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, it failed. I must be broken. 
oh, it failed. I should have listened to my parents or taken the what happened to my parents more seriously. I was wrong to think that I could ever be loved in the way that I want to be. Those kinds of thoughts repeat over and over and over again. What do we do with thoughts that repeat over and over and over again? They become our reality. So what happens in their reality? They don't ever have relationships full of love and faith and trust. I take that back. Almost never have relationships based on love and faith and trust because it's a trust is a very big part of the thing that let them down in the first place. They trusted their parents and their parents let them down. Not that they meant to, unfortunately. Okay, sorry. Tangent over. My apologies. So, back to the book. Robert's life changed because he changed his thoughts. He emitted a different frequency out into the universe. The universe must deliver the pictures of the new frequency, no matter how impossible the situation might seem. Robert's new thoughts became his new frequency, and the pictures of his entire life changed. So, I'm actually going to stop the book right there, because now it's just a little bit of rah-rah Um Tony Robbins actually talks about this one a lot, in that it's not necessarily the universe must deliver, it's that whatever we truly believe about ourselves and our minds, our minds must make reality. If you're not having the results of manifestation that you want, it's that somewhere down deep, you really believe you don't deserve it. You really believe that you're not worth it. Alright? Matrix. Know thyself. There's a big, huge difference between thinking you're something and knowing you're something. Alright? Let's take the analogy of riding a bike. There's a big difference in thinking you can ride a bike and knowing you can ride a bike. Thinking you can ride a bike is you staring at the bike saying, yeah, I can be, I can do that. But knowing you can ride the bike is after you've gotten on, figured out how to keep your balance, which nobody can ever tell you how to do that. You have to figure that one out on your own. All right. Getting up, falling down, getting back up again until you've practiced it enough that internally you know how to ride a bike. There's such a difference of levels there. Okay. So not just the universe. I mean, if you want to like really put your faith in the esoteric, then fine. But internally, mentally, whatever it is that you deeply hold as a belief, whether that's positive or negative, doesn't matter. Whatever it is that's a deeply held belief is what your mind will make you. If you're sitting at home eating bonbons on the couch, watching TV, wondering why your check hasn't shown up, it's because you don't believe that you deserve that check and you're not putting forth the effort to go make that check. Huh? Alright, the lottery is... There's not an angel going just to deliver a winning lottery ticket to your front door. You still have to at least get up and go play. It's not just going to appear. What's going to appear is a series of thoughts. Everything, remember I said, everything man has created started from a thought. We had to think it first before it became a reality. From a simple nail 
to a cardboard box, to a fireplace, to a house, to the phone I'm talking to you on. Even your relationships, right? You're sitting there thinking to yourself, man, I'm lonely. Gosh, I'd really love to meet someone. What, am I, what are the th things I'm looking for in somebody? Hmm, I'm, I'm hoping they're kind. I'm hoping they're patient. I'm hoping they're fun. Maybe they hope, hope they make me laugh a lot, right? We start thinking. Thought. There is absolutely nothing that man has done that did not start as a thought. You, in your life, are creating thoughts. Those thoughts are creating the things in your life. Your thoughts are the reasons why you live in the apartment or the house that you do. Your thoughts are the reasons why you have the car that you do, the clothes that you wear, the food in your fridge, the job that you have. And just one more really interesting bit scientifically on thoughts creating things. And usually people quote the scientific studies that were done at the 70s in that they were trying to observe the reaction I think it was on a subatomic level and they couldn't figure out why when they observed this reaction it went one way but when they didn't observe the reaction it went another way until they started realizing that the action, the act of simply observing changed the outcome. I'm going to say that one again. Scientifically, they understand that the act of observing changes the outcome. Ooh. Okay. Your thoughts become things, and your thoughts become your life. So if you're focusing on negative, you're sending out a negative vibration. You're focusing on negative pictures. You're causing yourself stress, fear, worry, anxiety. You're going to attract things to you that are going to cause more stress, worry, pain, and anxiety. Right? So... Let's try and think up some other things. Maybe you're having some poor health. Right now, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and state that if you simply chant mantras all day long, that it's going to get rid of whatever ailment it is that you have. If you've got something serious, obviously, go get medical attention. But a lot of times, and this has also been scientifically proven, the level of stress we're under can actually make us sick. Because we're sitting there and bombarding ourselves with negative, uh, negative, uh, negative vibration. There, that's the terminology I was looking for. We're bombarding ourselves with a negative vibration when we're speaking it, when we're thinking it, we're making ourselves feel it. We're embodying it. Okay. So I was thinking of a, because I was having a. Uh, um, my sinuses were killing me yesterday. I came up with an affirmation. My cells are continuously renewing to their most perfect state of health. My cells are constantly renewing to their most perfect state of health.
And I would, I closed my eyes and I just imagined that. And I repeated that to myself. And I, to the best of my ability, visualized what that would feel like, what that would look like, how grateful I felt to be healthy and vibrant and full of energy and focus and vitality. The more you can charge the words that you're saying with a powerful emotion, like I, like the book just said, is the more powerful you're going to create that manifestation. Now, it doesn't happen right away. Otherwise, it'd just be, you know, Amazon, one touch, right? I have gotten myself into so much trouble with that feature. Amazon, one, I had to disable Amazon one click because I was getting in way too much trouble. Um, but it doesn't work like that. Now, if you ever listen to Abraham Hicks, Abraham and Exler Hicks, that's, that's a whole different ballgame. Um, depends on how fast you believe something can manifest. But for the purposes of just starting out, just concentrate on being consistent. Okay. Just concentrate on being consistent. And if there's not consistency in your life, then what I did, because for a little while there, I didn't have any consistency. Everything in my household was all over the place. I would at least do it once per day. If I couldn't be consistent in anything else, I could at least be consistent in doing it once per day. Maybe you have five minutes after lunch. Maybe you catch 20 minutes before all the kids get up for school. Maybe you have, you want to start a nighttime ritual before you go to bed. Maybe you have some spare time while dinner's cooking in the oven. It doesn't take much. If you can just manage to squeeze in five minutes of concentrated focus. You don't need to do all the hoo-ha, sitting down, getting yourself deep breaths, whatnot, if you don't have the time to. Simply sitting somewhere or standing, close your eyes and just really feel and repeat it to yourself. Okay? You can go into the bathroom and sit on the toilet and do it to yourself. You can do that while you're taking your shower in the morning. Tony Robbins calls that neck time. No extra time. Alright? You got some time on the way to the office? Listen to an audiobook. While you're jogging or while you're working out, listen to an audiobook. Maximize the time that you're doing. Alright? Because you're, you're constantly listening. Feed your mind. Feed your mind. So, that's where we're going to stop for today. So, I'm assuming everyone has found somewhere to sit. So, let's close our eyes. And take a nice, deep breath in. And let it back out. And let's take another nice deep breath in. And let it back out. And just let your focus gently rest on whatever it is that's around you in the current moment. There's no future, there's no past, there's no problems. They will be there when you come back.
So maybe there are cars going by outside. Maybe you can hear people walking. Maybe your kids or your family are laughing in the other room. Maybe you're at work and those are your coworkers. Become aware of the feel of the fabric of the clothes that you're wearing and their weight. Become aware of the breath as it goes in your nostrils and down the back of your throat, through your chest as your lungs expand and marvel at how warm the breath is when it comes back out of your mouth. Maybe it's raining, maybe it's snowing, maybe it's windy. And we're gonna bring it back in three, two, one, and we're back. Nice little brain break for everybody, especially in these kinds of times. Thank you guys for being here. I truly, genuinely appreciate your participation and you being here. Please don't forget about our share-out challenge. Winner gets a Dean Graciosi's Better Life Journal or a Russell Brunson's Traffic Secrets. If uh, you weren't aware, we have an email address, sassafraslk at yahoo.com. That's in the description. Thank you so much. I'll see you guys tomorrow night. Take care.